Okay, Roycey Unchained, presented today by our friends at Summit Orthopedics. If you're dealing with any type of pain, bruised ego not included, whether it's ankles, feet, back, neck, name it, Summit Orthopedics can help you. No referrals are needed. Same-day appointments available. They also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week starting at 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., 25 locations in the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota. Learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. All right. Skull Vikings, Pat. Yes, uh, Skull Vikings. Boy, was that something. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think everybody's pointed out that uh, suddenly uh, play caller Kevin O'Connell turned into P.J. Fleck when he had a chance to clinch yeah. the game and get a first down. All he had to do was get a first down. It's all over. Yeah. What the heck was that about? Now, the Bears, I give the Bears a lot of credit, though. Dobbs was terrible. But the reason they made him terrible is they didn't let him get out of the pocket. They kind of hemmed him in. You know, they rushed it so that he couldn't, you know, he couldn't burst out of there and make plays. And uh, when you uh, get him in the pocket in crowded uh, territories, he's obviously got some issues. Now, a couple of the interceptions were batted a little bit, but they were also poorly thrown originally. So, uh, you know, it's hard to give him benediction for – for uh, the, the interceptions that really weren't, they were his fault because he didn't make good throws originally, and the ball ended up getting batted around. But uh, it was a, uh, it was terrible, and the the Vikings really played into a bad team's hands. And the defense, you know what else that the the Vikings did last night? They made it clear to the Chicago Bears that if they have the first pick, they're not going to trade it, trade him. They're going to take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields for a fourth-round draft choice to somebody because uh, Justin Fields is extremely inaccurate and also not quick in his decisions. That's my opinion. So you don't— How many times did he he just kind of bails and runs around? If you you got a chance uh, to—his average pass distance thrown was like two yards or something. It was (laughs) was incredible. and It was amazing. Yeah. That is one of the um, uh, ugliest games, Patrick. And I think that this one, I honestly think for a quarterback performance, this ranks up there with your uh, Thursday night Tavares Jackson column in 2006 and even the Josh Freeman game 10 years mm-hmm. oh, ago. Oh, was it that bad? As, and I, I don't know just, if it can be as bad as the Josh Freeman. You're not putting it up there with the Spurgeon win game, are you? Well, you know what? It was, Josh, it was really Josh Freeman, bad. Josh Freeman, one pick in that game. Josh yes. Dobbs, four yes. picks. Yes, but here's the problem. Josh didn't half of his throws left the playing field, so you couldn't yep. intercept them. They were going they were headed for the bleachers at last uh, <laughs> at last report. But yes, it was not a uh it was uh he was a rattled young man and uh when we look back at great Minnesota overreactions, and all yep. three of us were guilty, Josh yep. Dobbs would, uh, all four of us, I don't know if Declan was uh, was uh, being more cautious than the rest of us, but, uh, you know, now I will say on my behalf, I was basically <laughs> just lauding him to agitate the Kirk Cousins fans <laughs> with his mobility and everything. I uh, his second half last week was not good either. So, uh, you know, you just you you just could see that eh, maybe not. Uh, I 
Uh, you, you know, the interesting thing that the coach said was he almost pulled him for Nick Mullins. You know, he considered pulling him for Mullins. And I would be surprised if uh, Dobbs is the starter when they come out of the break. So we'll yeah. find out. And this is all, I mean, this, who knows where this heads when you, you know, fast forward six months from now, you know, free agency in the draft. But I think it's more likely today than it was two weeks ago, a lot more likely that they take another stab at a quarterback in the first round. You know, there yeah, was some fun they, chatter there for a while of like, oh, maybe Dobbs in this system. He looks pretty good against the Falcons, but that's. You know, not, if that's you get, uh, you, you're going to have to be in what, the top dozen to get one of the players. If, if they can tank it here and not make the playoffs, maybe they can get it or trade up. You know, they somebody wants uh, Daniel Hunter and will give him a higher draft choice. So they'll probably make that. Man, is he playing good, by the way. He's a monster. But, and he's uh, a free agent, yeah. So he can a, go. A free agent. This That's, is the problem. He's he's playing himself into a top so five. So they they don't know. have trade rights on him then, huh? He can walk, mm-hmm. huh? No. Well, yeah. that, that's too bad because <laughs> he's a problem. <laughs> he's uh, he is uh, really something to say the least. And uh, yeah, whoever uh, they still, you know, but who do they got? They got Detroit twice. Who else they have? Packers once, Raiders, 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 it's Rigo's bye week. Raiders, uh, Bengals without Joe Burrow, and then it goes Lions, Packers, Lions, Um, Lions, Packers, Lions, and Packers are here. They got to win. They're going to win nine games. They're going to be nine and eight minimum, don't you think? Even after last night's stinker, kind of feels like it's headed that direction. Yeah, but that's uh, the Vikings. So, yeah, yeah, who who knows? But boy, that one. uh, I thought the way the. the uh, Bears, I, I declared it a Viking victory after the Bears' first possession when they get the they get a decent play and they end up screwing it up and, uh, and then the guy misses the field goal and uh, and uh, they don't they didn't basically move the ball twenty yards after that the whole night until the end. Uh, you know the, the the boys on TV uh we're really uh getting on Flores for letting uh not putting the heat on Justin Fields on that last drive. And and they yeah. didn't they didn't wait for it to be concluded. They were saying it you know, they were saying why why aren't they going after him? They've been going after him all day and they've had him rattled. So uh that was that was weird. And the playing that zone and you know, they made they set up a situation for Fields to not even make able to make an inaccurate pass on that, you know, the, the big play that got him in field goal range. So it was, uh, it was weird. It was just a all around bad effort. And, uh, you know, if you, if you stayed in there all night, what over three hours and, uh, and, uh, that's your, you had to real, I feel like you wasted your money last night. Don't you being in there last night, the $300 ticket and beer won my money back. Yeah, it was. Uh, they should have paid fans to watch that. It game. was awful. How many times, too, of the Vikings, whether it's a Monday night game or whether it's a, any primetime game or some of these Romo Nance games over the last few years, the Vikings have to lead the league in nationally televised games that are just absolutely unwatchable. Right. Remember that yeah. game was at the Cowboys where CBS had to apologize for it and they yeah. switched to a different game. Yeah. They moved yeah. off the Nance Romo game. Yeah. Like five minutes into the third quarter, too, mm-hmm. not like in the middle of the fourth, yeah. like. Five we are minutes. so sorry, everybody. We're going to go to like a Browns game now because this is unwatchable. The other uh, thing that uh, was distressing was uh, we. I was getting on the offensive line bandwagon, right? You got the two tackles. O'Neal had his lunch eaten last night. And uh, 
The offensive line had a terrible night. They couldn't run at all. Although they didn't try much, but when they did try to run, they couldn't run at all. What was the total yardage? Anybody get 240 the for the Vikings? 240 for 240. the Vikings. Ooh. The Bears had more, right? Just Bears had 300 something. 300 something, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, that was a bad loss. That was a bad loss, right? 12 yeah, 10. That was a, you know what? That was Hawkeyes versus Hawkeyes, is what that was. Yeah. That was an inner squad game. <laughs> yeah. Inner squad Hawkeyes game. Yep. 12-10, same score, right? Isn't that what the Gophers beat Iowa by? 12-10? Yes, it was. 12-10, yeah, we've had yes. two. What are the odds of having two 12-10 games within a month? <laughs> except it's, except in this case, the, the Vikings could have used the Iowa punter to help them late yes, in the game yeah. what instead was of the that? crappy Ryan Wright punt. Is he been? Uh, how has he punted? I haven't paid enough attention. Is he now? Well, we actually uh, we dug up the punting cl- stats for this one. Yeah, he's he's thirtieth uh, in the league in punch wow. inside the twenty yard line so far this year. This was a clunker, though. This was, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not arguing with the decision to punt there and not try to kick a sixty one yard field goal because you've contained the Bears so great. But uh, what was that? I just kicked the ball. Kick it in the end zone. You don't have to kick it to the two, you know. But it was brutal. Be nice though. It was brutal. Well, yeah, can we just? How about just have know, a just the eight? The eight. Hang, hang just, one up. Hang up one up for yeah. the guy after the fair catch it on the ten. Yeah, something yeah, like that. That'd be great. Yes, and <laughs> yes. that might not have made it. Who knows? Maybe they still marched down because they only needed a field. How was uh, purple uh, purple uh, wine line last night? Were they going pretty good? Vent line, yeah. Vent Did line it was, last uh, well into the evening. Yeah, well, we it, kind of. We probably could have gone till about one in the morning if we wanted it to, but you know we, was, we went like an hour. Any any fell, any any uh, people uh, overserved when they came out? Uh, there was one. Yeah, we had one. There, there was one. The one that for met, sure one. There was yeah. There was one. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that uh, there was uh, some stumbling around the streets after that game. Night night games, oh, yeah. man, alive. Yeah. That Here's game, a question. Actually, that game our lasted Chansey, a while too, right? Uh, no, it, it the, actually the ended before 10 o'clock, right? Oh, yeah, the, pace, the like, pace of the game was good. Mm. Less Great. than three hours, for sure. Our guy, uh, Chansey and Fargo, who always brings great uh, passion and perspective to Ventline, and he asked a question. Right now, if you had to make a decision, your head coach, let's say for the next three years, Kevin O'Connell or Brian Flores? Kevin O'Connell. Okay. Yeah, We all said that, okay. too, but it, was, it wasn't. After, after last night, I'm not. The Flores bandwagon is uh, slowed down here. I think he's going to uh, just of the last drive. Yeah, just I mean they they played well, but they're playing the Bears. The Bears stink. Yeah. You know, let's see him next year against Caleb Williams. See if they look that good. I don't know. Flores, it's it's fine. I I uh, I I mean I don't. I think O'Connell's been fine. He had a bad game last night. He didn't. You know, he was he was his. Play calling was a little screwy last night. But then again, he was tying himself to a quarterback who had a terrible evening, and there's nothing much he could do. Now, as much as I love needling Kirk, I think Kirk wins that game. Oh, 100% wins that game. Yes. But Kirk, this idea that, oh, man, now they're going to have to bring Kirk back, I wouldn't bet on it. And they, they were talking about, O'Connell's mad love for uh, Cousins. Yeah, really? I don't believe it. I don't believe anybody can be madly in love with that guy. But uh, that's just me. 
So. Well, also, you know, Kevin O'Connell seems to have mad love for pretty much anyone on the current roster mm-hmm. at any time, right? It's always it, it, he will. I mean, you watch him in these post game locker room speeches, and he's given Byron Murphy a hug like they've been, you know, friends for mm-hmm. fifteen years. Yes, but uh, you could see his disgust with uh, 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 Dobbs a couple of times yeah. on the sidelines. There was some. Uh, there were some. Uh, there were some pain. There was some serious wincing going on after a few of those plays because he knows you got the. If you win, you're fifth in the NFC for goodness sakes. You're fifth, and now you're now you're in the hog pile with everybody else by losing a game to these dogs. So absolutely. So, Patrick, tell us about um, the inspirational hire of John Hines as the, the Wilds coach, because you, you, Mr. I was, Puck, I know, are covering I was it. there. I was over there at the 9 a.m. press conference. He's an affable fellow. It seems like he's a, he's a positive guy. So we, we, I wouldn't say Dean is a non-positive, but, but this guy's got a smoother delivery than, uh, than Dean. So I wouldn't say they hired the opposite, but it is to some degree hiring the opposite, which we usually do in the NHL. But uh, this is an old move. Only the third time in wild history, though, in season, right? Yo, Boudreaux, yep. Boudreaux, yep. and then uh, and then uh, today was the only third time. But, uh, Judd, you smelled this one coming from uh, 100 miles away when uh, – when they uh, went after the clunker in Detroit, and they can say, "Well, we didn't do it because of Detroit," but uh, uh, but yes, they did. <laughs> I mean, don't you think? I mean, they were leaning in that direction. It sounded like these two guys had been in contact for a while. That's what I was going to say. When John Hines gets the job, and and it's a full time job with, I'm guessing, yeah, a an extended multi year contract. Probably, sounded like he got probably yeah. three years. But Bill didn't here, pick up the phone on Monday. No, no, they've been. And, you know, I, I talked to Boudreaux today for a while. He's great. But uh, he says, you always know. You know what's coming. You know, you've, now, Evison has never been an NHL head coach before, so, but he said, you know what's coming. And uh, I, I, I made the mistake of saying to him, but you brought Evison in. He said, I didn't bring him in. Fenton brought him in. Oh, so yeah, he didn't like that. Uh, he, he didn't uh, no, but that's when he knew he was on thin ice. But it ended up being Garen that fired him, right? Correct. Not Fenton, because Fenton right. didn't Fenton last. Got fired long. too quick. Yeah, yeah Fenton, Fenton got, got fired, fired first. Fenton got fired before uh, before uh, Bruce got fired. But uh, yeah, he was. Uh, it it is amazing, though. You know, in a lot of ways, it seems silly this sport. But I was thinking about it. You know, they changed the room. You got to get them. They lost the room, the, all that crap that they always talk about. But, you know, this team isn't very good because it isn't very good, I don't think. But they can convince themselves that, you know, Matt Boldy's going to turn into a superstar again here. And uh, But my theory, I was thinking today, though, if a basketball team is 20% better than you, you're going to get beat, right? Nine times out of ten. Mostly. Nine yeah. times out of ten. At least eight out of ten. Hockey, if a team's twenty percent better than you, if your fellows decide to have a very energetic night, you got a forty percent chance of winning instead of a twenty percent chance of winning. So they can, you know, when you're playing to three or four and the pucks bouncing around, just 
getting a little more effort probably pays off more in in hockey than any other sport. Even the NFL. I mean, you obviously need effort in the NFL, but you're not playing to four. Yeah, unless you're the Vikings and the Bears <laughs> last night, you're, you're playing yeah. to four. But Pretty much uh, playing to four last night. Yeah, I mean, f- four field goals, same as goal. But, uh, you know, it, it probably making these mid-season changes probably makes more sense in hockey than it does in other sports. But doesn't it for – here's a dumb question for the Judd's Hockey Show crew. If you look at the next two or three years and the the cap situation, mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of easy paths to upgrade their roster. Wouldn't isn't this a chance? And there's still sixty games left. Wouldn't they be better off getting a top three draft pick at this point? Yes, yes. right. Like that's like that's their only way tank. they can really they add. Can't. They got an owner who doesn't want to yeah. tank. They got an I owner know. who wants to keep that building as full as possible. And so. knowing how this lottery works, with you know Chicago winning it last year after having what. What were they, Judd? Like the seventh or eighth best odds to win it? Yeah, I don't I think do they not. were in the top five. They figured the Blackhawks needed it. They're using yeah. the they're using the Patrick so, Ewing theory. Oh. So if if the yeah. Wild finish with the worst record, I could even I'll, I'll write that down. They still won't get the number yeah, one. Yeah, plus it's pick. not a draft with a Bedard in it, right? It's not. Like I don't believe so. Program the kid at the top is good, but he's not. Yeah, it's not not Bedard. Uh, yeah, but here's uh, you know. My thought on it is uh, Garen's never going to, you know, that that's not in uh, in his makeup to uh, to say, you know, I got a bad team here. Here's the other thing, though. The the Suter and Parisi contract and buying them out. Well, if Suter and Parisi were still here, wouldn't you have the same problem? Or, or unless you'd paid him the blast. If you'd paid you him, because you're getting to the point of those contracts that they were going to be a million or two, right? Instead of thirteen. So yeah, you took accelerated but, cap hits. Yes, but you uh, you still the situation they'd be in right now is pretty much the same, right? If they'd kept them, right? Yeah, they wouldn't be in a good cap situation. No. Yeah, they they wouldn't be. They'd be in a more favorable one, but it wouldn't be good. But the thing about it is, yes, Leopold and Garen are not going to tank. They have no interest in tanking, and and in Garen's, you know, from his point of view he constructed this roster so there's pride there so if he says this team sucks guess what that's on him the next move is bring up the kid goalie from uh des moines oh, and see if he can save you know say mark andre we don't have enough time in this world for wait for you to get five wins it, it's <laughs> taken too long so you're mr puck call you know, for it you know you go to kids hockey Listen, now all the time. You're I know a I go to kids hockey. hockey parent. You know Russo when he was the Star Tribune beat writer and kind of couldn't be as opinionated as he as he can be now with the Athletic. Used to tell me I'd go over there once a month and he'd say you should rip this guy. You should rip these. I said yeah that's good. I'll show up here for the first time in five weeks to become an expert. I don't. Yeah. You know how much of the wild I've watched this year. Half hour, maybe half hour. <laughs> half Patrick, hour. You're, you so can I'm still not going to take. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to hot take it when I'm. Uh, I've watched a half hour. I mean, you know that they they aren't fulfilling my hockey watching criteria, which is you know the power play. You turn it on. There's a power play. I keep watching. So and then you're I'm hanging gonna, out at Braemar. 
Yeah, yelling at kids to move the I puck. Am, you qualify. Yeah, but I'm more worried about I'm more worried about a 14U girls team than I am uh, I the Wild. So uh, makes you, you know. an expert. <laughs> Just ask Gilbert. Yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to uh, lecture them on what they should do. So I just you know what's I just funny hope about the the Parisi Suter contract. So July fourth, two thousand twelve. Right? So it's uh, eleven years ago, and I believe you oh, guys both ex- raced to the studio. Yes, yeah, most exciting great. day in franchise yep. history. Yeah. Pat was sitting in that exact seat, yes. probably on that day. Yep. We had uh, Leopold on. We got Leopold on. He couldn't have been happier. And uh, and you saw the news of uh, you know it's, this is the most exciting day in wild history. But then, as an aside, I'm sure Judd for sure brought up 13 year contract for 29 year olds. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about this, but if I could have played you the clip of this podcast and other Judd's hockey yeah. shows from hey. 11 years into the future, you guys are going to be wringing your hands talking about, boy, the cap situation now is Their season kind of a ticket train wreck. sales were plummeting. They were headed into a lockout. You would not yeah. have. And they had two non-sellouts the first two games those guys played because people hadn't, once they came back from the lockout, but they were close to sellouts. And for the next eight years, they sold the damn place out. You know, so it was it was probably worth it from an owner's yes, perspective. Yes. But they never made they never made the conference. Hey, uh, listen, we shouldn't second, have to feel sorry for ourselves. You know, okay, we haven't made a cup run, but look at Vegas. They had to wait. They got their team, and they didn't they didn't win the cup for six years. For goodness' sake! So those fans <laughs> were a new patient. expansion team. That's yeah, what we need. Those, <laughs> Give us yeah. these rules. Yes, yes, it's. Uh, I wonder though if if this if this doesn't work and you're you're just mediocre or less, are we going to see uh, those uh, little emptier sections around the around the, the no shows? They're going to we're going to start seeing oh, yeah. more no shows. Timberwolves, Timberwolves stay in first place in the Western Conference. Fever. I don't know what the Venn diagram of <laughs> like people that buy wild tickets versus wolves tickets. You know what? Hey, are we uh, are we eliminated in the in season tournament or not? Because I'm very nervous. I think I feel like mathematically, if we beat. Don't if we beat Oklahoma City by like a hundred points no, tonight, I like feel that. like we're still. No, I can yeah, never tell if it's an in-season game until I look at the court. But tonight's an in-season yeah, game. But uh, we can't catch Sacramento, right? We can't. But we could no, get one planned. of the. Uh, we could get one of the wild cards somehow. Only right? if, if like six mathematical things happen, including smoking Oklahoma Damn City it. by like thirty-seven. This points. could have been our first NBA championship since nineteen fifty-four with the Lakers. Yeah. Come on, it's been and a long time. Right, we hang that banner. <laughs> oh, Mike, you kidding? Mike and loved this. He oh, remember, loved the in-season He come out to the purple court at the Armory. <laughs> Mike and just said, "This you is know the what their in-season tournament was playing the Globetrotters." They would yeah. play the when the Globetrotters played serious basketball, and they would draw three thousand for every other game when they were the champs. And when the Globetrotters came, they'd play in the auditorium; it'd be full. And then they'd play in Chicago Stadium and draw nineteen thousand people. So the biggest rival back then, by the way, when we won all those titles, it was much like the WNBA. It was an eight or nine team league. You didn't. Uh, you didn't have quite the marathon that you have now. So it was a dynasty, but with an asterisk compared to asterisk compared to uh, uh, modern day NBA, where you got to beat thirty teams. So yeah, it's, uh, so well. Anyway, 
Yes, I'll be there tonight. Was... I'll be there for the in-season tournament tonight. Vikings so horrible. Can do. Wild. Reinvigorated. And Wolves still fighting for that outside chance on the... What's, yeah. What color is our bad court? I saw it the other day, but I couldn't remember. It's blue. It's kind of a like a lighter blue okay. situation. You know, this is good, though, because instead of playing hard teams, in because like, you get the two extra games would be against like good teams in the semifinals mm-hmm. or the finals. So right, they the just leave these You vac- get to play a crappier teams for the other two games. They just leave this get- vacancy on your schedule then. So when you look at the schedule, it says to be announced. Or is that right? It's 80, it's 80 announced games. And then the teams that move on get the quarterfinals or semifinals. So these And then the cheap, teams that don't, they'll... Can I use the word bastards on this show? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Those cheap... Bastards wouldn't give up two games of the regular season, huh? And, and in other words, one home game, one home game, ticket sales. They cheap bastards wouldn't give it up, huh? And only play no, an eighty-game no. schedule. But we get to play uh, Memphis instead of you know uh, whatever uh, you know, okay. some good team at the top, the Nuggets or something. It'd be great. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm just crushed. I'm, I'm going to the wild game tonight to see the new coach's impact, but I wish I was going to the Timberwolves game because this the, the drama of the end season tournament is just so damn oh, compelling. I can't stand it. All right. We're going to our hair on fire, hair on fire at the X tonight. Okay. All right. See you. All right. Bye. See you, Pat. There he is. Bye. Royce unchained here on a Tuesday.